In these last days, the Bible predicts a turning away from biblical truth. In order to combat false teachings that are running rampant and a growing lack of biblical literacy, Behold Israel provides weekly public readings of Scripture to equip you with the pure Word of God, read in an international community with interaction and application. Each week, we host different guests from all walks of life. Our original readings can be found on our Behold Israel community channel on YouTube or on our Facebook channel. These are audio versions created to make it convenient for your busy schedule. Now, on to our readings. Shalom to everybody. Pastor Mike Golay here. Really excited about this PRS. It's Christmas season. Merry Christmas. Really excited about celebrating the birth of Jesus. Even though we all know it wasn't in December, but that's what they did. They appointed this date. You can read about that all online for your own information. But we celebrate the event of salvation coming into the world. We're going to continue our public reading of Scripture, otherwise known as PRS. We're going to be reading a few more Proverbs and Mark, but we're going to pause halfway through. We're going to read two Proverbs, pause and pray for Israel. And what that means is if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, write your prayers down. Israel is at war, and I just want to keep these prayers going constantly. They need it, and we're going to provide. So you can write those prayers down in the chat room on either platform. With us this evening is a good friend, Florine Frank. You've seen her before. She's one of our staff members, and she does a ton of donor care. Those are the people that give to the ministry. And we're in a year-end giving uh, campaign, and so if you like PRS and you like all the ministry and teachings and paid for all of the uh, great things that we do, this is the month that we're really, uh, asking the Lord for a great miracle. So Florine, uh, how are you doing this evening? I'm I'm wonderful. This is great. I'm I'm glad to be here. Tell us, what do you do, and how how do you do it, and what's it like being you in the in your role in Behold Israel? I really enjoy um, Behold Israel and and working with the donors. Um, we take phone calls and talk with the donors and help them through the process of their giving. Um, I've actually have friends. Now, I have uh, their contacts in my contact list on my phone because I know I'm going to hear from them every month. And and sometimes we end up talking for quite a while. <laughs> and it's fun. Yeah, It's fun to talk with people from all over. And they're wonderful people. I mean, these are God-loving and and they care about Israel and and they're just wonderful people to know. So, yeah, and many of them are watching this right now. Uh, a, a donor is simply somebody who gives a gift to the ministry, and chances are you'll run into Florine sometime as you uh, move forward because her and Gail, her husband, are highly relational. They love people. They love all of you. I love all of you. And we hope that you know that. So it's a Christmas season and we're going to sit back and we're going to read scripture. We're going to pray for Israel. And Florine, can you lead us in prayer? And then we're going to open up God's word. Father, we just thank you so much for being our God, for who you are. You're merciful and kind and just. And you're open. You've given us your word. 
so that we can know you. And we're forever grateful for what you've done on the cross and for what you do for us each day. Bless this time together. And we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Amen. All right, folks, let's jump straight in. We're going to pick up where we left off last week, Proverbs chapter 9. Proverbs chapter 9, we continue with the theme of wisdom. And we're using the New King James Version just because we want a translation that everybody can have in common as we read. You can just sit back and listen and read from or watch your own text as well. So, wisdom has built her house. She has hewn it out of seven pillars. She has slaughtered her meat. She has mixed her wine. She has also furnished her table. She has sent out her maidens. She cries out from the highest places of the city. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. As for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine I have mixed. Forsake foolishness and live and go in the way of understanding. He who corrects a scoffer gets shame for himself, and he who rebukes a wicked man only harms himself. Do not correct a scoffer lest he hate you. Rebuke a wise man and he will love you. See the contrast? Give instruction to a wife and he will be still wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Is that you and me talking about? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. For by me, your days will be multiplied, and the years of life will be added to you. If you're wise, you're wise for yourself. And if you scoff, you will bear it alone. Hmm. A foolish woman is clamorous. She is simple and knows nothing. For she sits at the door of her house on a seat by the highest places of the city to call those who pass by, who go straight on their way. Whoever is simple, let him turn in here. And as for him who lacks understanding, she says to him, stolen water is sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. But he who does not know the dead are there and her guests are in the depths of hell. Yeah. Okay. John Ward. Strong words. We're going to have a time after this next chapter to reflect. You know, I won't say anything at this stage, although I'm tempted, and I'm sure you are too. And I'm sure everybody in the chat room is eager to write their insights as well, which, by the way, you can read them after, and you can always invite people and share this with people, and they can hear it as well. So, Proverbs chapter 10, Florine. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Treasures of wickedness profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. The Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. He who has a slack hand becomes poor but the hand of the diligent makes rich. He who gathers in summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. 
Blessings are on the head of the righteous. Violence covers the mouth of the wicked. The memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will not. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a prating fool will fall. He who walks with integrity walks securely, but he who perverts his ways will become known. He who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a prating fool will fall. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Hatred stirs up strife, love covers all sin. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. The rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. The labor of the righteous leads to life, the wages of the wicked to sin. He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, and whoever spreads slander is a fool. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. The tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. The blessing of the Lord makes one rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. To do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. The fear of the wicked will come upon him, and the desire of the righteous will be granted. When the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation. As vinegar is to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is the lazy man to those who send him. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. The hope of the righteous will be gladness but the expectations of the wicked will perish. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. The lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. What a contrast of all of the foolishness and the wise. You know, one of the thoughts that came to my mind was when Solomon was anointed king, God asked him, what do you want from me? And Solomon, instead of asking for riches, a great name, honor, he said, I need wisdom. And then do you remember what the Lord said to him? He said, because you have asked me for wisdom, 
I'm going to give it to you. And then everything else multiplied more than you or any other king has had. And of course, Solomon's glory reigned supreme throughout the entire earth, admired by fellow kings, even bragging about how blessed he was. And I remember the story of when the woman, the two women brought the baby, both claiming it was their own baby, and there was a fight. No one knew how to handle it. And Solomon said, bring the baby to me here. I'll cut one in half and the other one into the other half, and you'll both share it. And then the real mother, with desperation, ran forward to protect the baby. And he said, that's the mother. Next case. <laughs> you know, this, what would you pay for wisdom, Florine? How much is it worth? I don't know that you could put a price on it, huh? I don't no. think you could. Yeah. Isn't that amazing that the things of the earth do have a price? Yeah. And even building a name, you can buy your good name through different connections and time. But wisdom is free, but you have to be humble and you have to be open to the Lord to receive it. And it reminds me of the James passage that, that says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. Mm -hmm. We'll give it. Isn't it ironic that the world prefers foolishness, generally speaking, than wisdom? Now, I want to open up the chat. I'd love to hear the insights of the, of the chat room. I'm going to, I'm going to open up the overlay. And we wait for a few seconds for them to populate. This is, this is the time for you to make comments and to send your prayers for Israel. As you're doing that, and as this is appearing for everybody in the world to watch and see, whether live or after the fact, what you're seeing here are godly people simply wanting to make a difference. They're saying yes to wisdom, yes to God's ways. They're saying yes to God's plan. They understand Bible prophecy, Israel's role in Bible prophecy. They understand good and evil. And they're praying. And it's beautiful. And I love watching these prayers. Now, Florine, isn't it fun that the two chapters we just read were given to us by the Jewish sages of old? In this case, Solomon who's alleged yeah. to have written this, and I believe that. And the Old Testament, Israel, has given us the scriptures. Paul says that in Romans 9 through 11, that he hasn't forsaken his people. And we've seen many miracles in Israel. Florine, you love Israel. Why do you love Israel? You're a Gentile. Why do you love Israel? You could love somebody else, but you love Israel. Why? Because I love God. And Israel is the heart of God, you know. What you know, what should break our hearts is what breaks God's heart. Wow. And what has happened to Israel on October seventh, we know broke God's heart, and it should break ours. And in it, all these people, I see their prayers coming, praying for uh, Israel, and I know they love God. They love the one true God because they love Israel. I think you cannot separate. Can you separate the two, Mike? I don't know. I don't think you can because uh, Israel is the apple of God's eye. And if you love God, you will love Israel. You ever notice the people that hate Israel? There's other evils lurking around in their attitudes and behavior. Yeah. 
In fact, if you dig, if somebody's broadcasting hatred for Israel and support of evil, in this case, Hamas, if you dig a little deeper, you'll find very evil attitudes mm. and lifestyles. I think there's a connection because I think anti-Semitism has its roots in demonic powers. Yeah. And we've seen those demonic powers throughout history, not just lately, but throughout history. And it's reared its ugly head. And so I just, this is the time where I just, I love looking at all these prayers. Hello, everybody. Hello, Melinda. <laughs> Hello to everyone here from all over the world. It's very humbling to, to be partnered with you through this system for such a time as this, knowing that every single prayer that is prayed is making an actual difference on the field, in the Israeli government, for the Israeli people. Did you know people are coming to faith in Jesus here and there all over the country? It's so beautiful. All right, Florine, are you ready for some more? I'm going to start us off with the next section, and uh, we're going to go right into Mark chapter 10. By the way, Mark has long chapters, but they're extremely interesting. Yeah. Let me warn you now, this is the passage on marriage and divorce. This is going to be tense for some of you, <laughs> but relax. We're, none of us are perfect. We are all subjects of God's salvation and sanctification, and we look forward, not back. Yeah. All right. Then he arose from there and came to the region of Judea by the other side of the Jordan. And the multitudes gathered to him again, and as he was accustomed, he taught them again. The Pharisees came and asked him, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife? Testing him. Rascals, huh? And he answered and said to them, What did Moses command you? I just love how Jesus handles these guys. He's always one step ahead. They said, Moses permitted a man to write a certificate of divorce and to dismiss her. And Jesus answered and said to them, watch this. Because of the hardness of your heart, he wrote you this precept. But from the beginning of creation, God made them male and female. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. And the two shall become one flesh. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. In the original Hebrew, it's basal. Flesh, echad, one. The word echad is the same word used of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. It means composite unity. It can involve multiple persons in oneness. The Hebrew word for one singular is yachid, which is one single person. Ben Adam yachid. Look at this. So he's saying that it's possible for a married couple to come together as two into one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let no man separate. In the house, his disciples also asked him again about the same matter. So he said to them, whoever divorces his wife and marries another commits adultery against her. And if a woman divorces her husband and marries another, she commits adultery. Strong words. Now, verse 13. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them, for of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. 
And he took them up in his arms, laid his hands on them, and blessed them. I love it. Now as he was going out on the road, one came running, knelt before him, and asked him, Good teacher, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one. That is God. Notice how he directed that person straight to God. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Do not defraud. Honor your father and mother. Notice that he left out the first ones, which is to love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, and mind. And he was not loving God. Jesus pointed his, his attention to God. He was not loving God. He only co quoted the relational commandments among men. And little did this man know, Jesus left out those commandments so he could come to the unswerving conclusion that he had built an idol of money in his heart. He says to, that, to Jesus, teacher, all these I've kept from my youth. And I'm sure he did keep all of those, but not the first ones. Then Jesus, looking at him, loved him and said to him, one thing you lack. Now watch this. He's going to attack. Jesus is going to attack his God, his idol. Go your way, sell whatever you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and then come take up the cross and follow me. Jesus attacked his idol. But he was sad at this word and went away sorrowful, for he had great possessions. Voila, that was his God. Genius. What's your God? Then Jesus looked around and says, has said to his disciples, how hard is it for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God? And the disciples were astonished at his words, but Jesus answered again and said to them, Children, how hard is it for those who trust in riches to enter the kingdom of God? It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And they were greatly astonished, saying among themselves, Who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said, with men, it's impossible, but not with God, for with God, all things are possible. Then Peter began to say to him, see, we've left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake in the gospels who, will, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. Did you hear that promise? If you give your idols or give everything that you love and love Jesus more, you will be even more blessed than before you did that. So only a fool would not do that. The world is full of fools, as we've seen. Now they were on the road going up to Jerusalem, and Jesus was going before them, and they were amazed. And as they followed, they were afraid. Then he took the twelve aside again and began to tell them the things that would happen to him. Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed by the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death and deliver him to the Gentiles. And they will mock him, scourge him, and spit on him, and kill him. 
and the third day he will rise again. Then James and John, the sons of Zebedee, came to him saying, Teacher, we want you to do for us whatever we ask. This is what we call in Hebrew chutzpah. It's a, it's a gall, it's a nerve. He said to them, what do you want me to do for you? They said to him, grant us that we may sit one on your right hand and the other on your left in your glory. Wow, that's a, <laughs> that's a big ask. But Jesus said to him, you do not know what you ask. Are you able to drink the cup that I drink and be baptized with the baptism I am baptized with? And they said to him, we are able. Jesus said to them, you will indeed drink the cup that I drink. And with the baptism I am baptized with you will be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it is, prepared, but it is for those whom it is prepared. And when the ten heard it, they began to be greatly displeased with James and John. But Jesus called them to himself and said to him, look how gracious Jesus is. You know that those who are considered rulers over the Gentiles lord it over them, and their great ones exercise authority over them. Yet it shall not be among you, but whoever desires to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever of you desires to be first shall be slave to all. I wonder what they were thinking when they're hearing this. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. What a shocker, huh? What a, what a counterintuitive method in today's world of self-glory. Now, they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet. But he cried out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man, saying to him, Be of good cheer, rise, he's calling you. And throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. So Jesus answered and said to him, What do you want me to do for you? Isn't it something that Jesus asks all of us? Like all of us, even now? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. And Jesus said to him, Go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Awesome. All right, let's keep it going. Mark chapter 11, Florine. Now, when they drew near Jerusalem to Bethage, how do you say that? Yeah, Bethage. Yeah. Bethage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples and he said to them, Go into the village opposite you, and as soon as you have entered it, you will find a colt tied, on which no one has sat. Loose it and bring it. And if anyone says to you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord has need of it, and immediately he will send it here. So they went their way and found the colt 
tied by the door outside on the street, and they loosed it. But some of those who stood there said to them, What are you doing, loosing the colt? And they spoke to them just as Jesus had commanded. So they let, him, so they let them go. Then they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their clothes on it, and he sat on it. And many spread their clothes on the road, and others cut down leafy branches from trees and spread them on the road. Then those who went before and those who followed cried out, saying, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the kingdom of our father David that comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. So when he had looked around at all things, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. Now the next day, when they had come out of Bethany, he was hungry. And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he could, would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, Let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those who bought and sold in the temple and overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold debts. And he would not allow anyone to carry wares through the temple. Then he taught, saying to them, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations? but you have made it a den of thieves. And the scribes and the chief priests heard it and sought how they might destroy him, for they feared him, because all the people were astonished at his teaching. When evening had come, he went out of the city. Now in the morning, as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, the fig tree which you cursed has withered away. So Jesus answered and said to them, Have faith in God. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that these things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven Forgive your trespasses. Then they came again to Jerusalem, and as he was walking in the temple, the chief priest and the scribes and the elders came to him, and they said to him, By what authority are you doing these things? And who gave you this authority to do these things? But Jesus answered and said to them, I also will ask you one question, and then answer me. 
and I will tell you by what authority I do these things. The baptism of John, was it from heaven or from man? Men, answer me. And they reasoned among themselves, saying, If we say from heaven, he will say, Why then did you not believe him? But if we say from men, they feared the people. For all counted John to have been a prophet indeed. So they answered and said to Jesus, We do not know. And Jesus answered and said to them, Neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. Genius. We just read in Proverbs about wisdom. I think Jesus is probably a lot wiser than Solomon, maybe. I love how he took their evil intent and their traps, which they thought they could get him. (laughs) And he posed the response. And I can just see them, you know, arguing among themselves. If we say this, this is what's going to happen. If we say this, this is about, this is what's going to happen. So we don't know. And then Jesus walked straight out of their trap. In fact, he never even got into the trap to begin with. These are the things, folks, that as you consider giving more of your heart to Jesus, why worry about whether he is going to be there for you? Why worry about his provisions for you? When Jesus has everything under his dominion and authority. That's why when we pray, and I'm going to open up the chat right now, and I want to just let these run. There's wisdom in prayer. God is doing amazing things. But Florian, let me ask you, you know, we've just read two long chapters. What's one thing that stands out to you that uh, you would like to share an insight to our Mm. viewers? Oh, I don't know if I have any insight. The insight comes from the Lord, but I really do. What really speaks to me are, is that his little, his little exhortation on forgiveness. Hmm. And he gives us forgiveness and, you know, we forgive because Not so because we need forgiveness. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know that it just speaks a lot. Maybe. maybe, Yeah. I, I, nothing is heavier than what we've just read. That's for sure. I mean, especially in the Proverbs, but I think truth needs to be spoken and forgiveness is a powerful tool that we all have. And I just want to remind everybody that There may be some people that you find so difficult to forgive, and that's where Jesus comes in with his power. Sometimes forgiving people is more for our good than for that person's good that may not even care. Um, Maybe some of us have been wounded by others or abused, and we hold a grudge, and we would love to see them rot in hell. I mean, let's be honest. But all that bitterness and anger, they could be somewhere having a vacation on a nice beach getting away with all of their crimes. And even David wrote about that in the Psalms. Yet, we struggle. And forgiveness is the get-out-of-jail-free card. But in such cases, we're incapable of this in our human flesh. And that's the time where we need to go to God and say, I need you to give me your abilities 
to forgive so I may be set free from bitterness and anger and grudges. It's beautiful what you brought up, Florine. The thing that I loved may sound strange, but it's resonating in my head. I can just see all the little kids. You know how little kids can bother people, you know, as they're running around making noise. And I can easily see the disciples saying, get these kids out of here. This is important. This is a very important man. Give him his space. Give him his, you know, his, give him a platform without any distractions. And Jesus said, no. In fact, let these kids come to me. And then he makes an object lesson out of it and says, if any of you adults want to see the kingdom of God, you need to be just like this child. Simple faith. And I can only imagine how people responded to that and the thoughts and the profoundness of that whole moment. So here we go again, folks, prayers. I like how Don says, no resentments. It's, it's like peeing in your own pants. I don't know that. You're the only one who feels it, LOL, but true. That, that's true. <laughs> Had to point that out, Don. God, that's funny. There was a response. Yeah, go ahead, Flory. There was a response on wisdom. He'd mentioned that Jesus is the wisdom of God. And I thought that was pretty good. I saw that little comment earlier. Mm -hmm. I had to point that out. I thought that was good. Yeah, pay attention to these comments. Kathy, you just watched The Hiding Place. What a testament about forgiveness. Whew. Corrie yeah. ten Boom. Yeah. The Dutch woman that saved Jews in World War II. Yep. We have to learn patience with one another, Jenny Daly. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Forerunner for God, the Lord does not waste anything. No, he does not. Now, keep your prayers going for Israel. We're going to close here. Uh, I want you all to know how much we love you and how much your prayers mean, not only for Behold Israel, not only for Amir and the whole team, but for the country. Keep praying that the Lord would do miracles, including salvations. Wouldn't it be cool to see Hamas people repent and turn to Jesus? Huh. What, wouldn't it be great to see their testimonies of how they delved into demonic powers and openly exposed the evil that they've been working with? Wouldn't it be awesome for the Israelis to see God's hand and begin that trip, trickle effect of coming back to the Lord as it's spoken of in Ezekiel 36 and 37? We don't know the hearts of man. We don't know. But here's what we do know. We're instructed to pray. We're instructed to listen to God's word. And that's what we do here. So with that being said, I'll close the overlay. I just want to remind everybody that if you want news, real news, QR code, get our Telegram BI channel. This QR code will bring you right to that channel. Easy, easy schmeasy. You say, I just want to read the news. I don't want the app. Well, funny you should say that because here you go. You can scan that code. All of this will be recorded on the video later. So if you missed it, you can just uh, open up the video. And this is the time also to subscribe to our weekly newsletter, which includes a daily de weekly devotional and a weekly newsletter highlighting all of the news and ministry updates if you want the cliff notes on everything. Or you can subscribe to everything. And uh, a lot of people do. Keep in mind, 
We depend on you and your prayers for this ministry. So until next week, I want to say special thanks to Florine Frank for joining tonight. Thanks and for asking me. My pleasure. Yeah, it's an honor to have you. And for the rest of us, we'll see you all next week, same time, same place. Until then, let's continue to listen to God's word and apply it. Amen.